the most apparently developed nations are nations who have the best systems of this is how you survive in a fundamentally disconnected world, right? But our souls already live in that frequency of the earth field that is in harmony with itself, right? So when we give ourselves to our soul, we're making, we're, I'm building the bridge, I'm making the jump within myself from that part of me that lives in a disconnected world to that part of me that lives in a connected, grace-filled world. Welcome to the Seeing in the Dark podcast. My name is Nicole Costeras, and I welcome you in a space to find a deep trust in yourself, your intuition, and the deeper intelligence of life. In this podcast, I offer ways to cultivate your intuitive gifts and dive deep into the mysteries of power, purpose, and soul leadership, so that you can remember your deepest core and let your truest potential come alive. Dark, primal, shamanically wild, crystallized, bright, and subtly intuitive. Welcome everyone. Today I am here with John Daryl Rue, and I'm super excited to dive in around leadership, power, and purpose. And John, I would love to uh, give you the word to introduce yourself and to tell the listeners and viewers who you are and what you're doing, where you're at in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Good to be with you. Um, okay, so I'm passionate about um, the largest number of people coming online with the life force and the power and the purpose that lives within them as fast as possible so our planet can update itself to a culture that's based on soul and love. Boom! Right? <laughs> <laughs> so what I do is dedicated to that, right? So I co-lead uh, an international spiritual school called Shambhala School, um, which is dedicated to exactly what I just spoke about, basically, but it's particularly dedicated to, um, you know, some spiritual paths take us on a journey of deepening into our embodiment, some deepening into our soul. Shambhala School is about deepening into the pure dark light void of spirit. And with the understanding that that is the seed of the one life and its power and its ecstatic love and creativity in the core of every being. And when we bring that online, it catalyzes the emergence of our soul and our embodiment as in, in service in the world. So I do that. Um, and I could say more about that, but it's, it's a, it's a thing. It's a school. Um, yeah. And um, I also uh, lead a smaller community that's growing at the moment called Leadership One, which is basically about, it's dedicated to being an emergent mystery school of power and leadership, basically. So um, that's a younger project. I also do mentorship work with people and I, run events pre-corona i ran events <laughs> like, um, i i yeah i facilitate events i lead events around topics like leadership awakening to the life force of the one trauma sacred sexuality temples i run um soul work purpose these these types of things yeah Beautiful. Yeah. And I just noticed that like one of the projects that you are uh, like offering now around leadership one is the one that I felt really pulled in towards. And actually our first time that we met one on one was in a dream of mine. And we were in a dream where there was a meeting, we were at a big round table and there was a meeting, we were sitting across of each other and there was lots of lightning and thunder and power going across the table. Mm -hmm. And even before we started recording, we said there's a lot of synchronicities happening. There's a certain recognition. And one of the qualities I was sensing in this dream was this power and leadership. And I feel curious where your, where your passion for power and leadership, specifically these, these qualities come from. Is it something that you known from childhood or like how does this love for power and leadership started for you? Yeah. I think there's, there's one level which is like what I've come to recognize over time, which is I am power. Right, this is what I am in my core. Like in my core, I am 
a pulse of the one life's power. And that's, and when I am in that, when I am giving myself to that, that is my nature, that is my essence. That's how this being wants to live and move and be. And that is when I'm in my greatest, when I'm in the pleasure of the one life to be what I am and to have that come through me, that's it's my essence. Like, And as I look back over time of my life, I realized that it's been clumsy and bumpy for me to kind of understand that and also to be able to have a just about on a good day integrated enough vehicle to be able to live it um, in a way which works. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'd say. And I'd also say like, I have a, I have a pioneering spirit. Like I, I want to be pushing the edges of things. I want to be, in breakthrough. I want to be um, exploring the furthest reaches of the deepest beauty of what it means to be a human being and, and, and together. And I, I have to push edges in my being. It's like, it's, it's what drives me. I want to break through into more life. And um, like I say, in earlier parts of my life, that was you know, my teenage years, my early 20s, that was kind of, I didn't know what to do with that energy and it was kind of misdirected and I had a bunch of breakthroughs and deep journeys and I had a bunch of breakdown and destruction in certain ways as well. So um, I feel like I've been on a long journey of deepening into the soul that I am and then also... Um, coming into harmony and love with the different parts of me so that they can all work together in this process. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd also say like I, there are certain, how would I say it? There's certain, the, the incredible beauty and majesty of what we are has always been clear to me. Mm -hmm. And I have been heartbroken through my life in various ways from the beginning to see how far we are from living that so often. Mm -hmm. And that has been confusing to me and heartbreaking to me and enraging to me and, um, and, and depressing to me. And at the same time, I, I've never, I've mostly never lost connection to that. What I know in my core is that we are something profoundly beautiful and extraordinary and special. And it is our destiny to live that and to have to build a culture and society that's based on what is the deepest in the human soul. Mm. And I want that. Mm. I want that. And I'm, and there's nothing I'd rather, there's nothing that feels more ethically right in my life to dedicate to, 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 to dedicate myself to. And there's nothing that turns me on more mm. than how we can pioneer into that, especially at this time in history where I kind of feel like, hey, if you're a semi to reasonably conscious soul who's in a physical body right now, that's kind of like a, that's kind of like a big act of trust from the earth in a certain way because it's like this is game time right this is this is this is the time right this is where we get to be in the collective decision about what we what we break through and update into because what we have at the moment is is coming to is coming to break down mm, yeah yeah so i i love when you started to share about power and i would love if you if you could share a bit on um because my experience is when I talk about power with people, there can be a lot of misconceptions about power and leadership because it's such a mess around power and leadership in the world, you know? Yeah. So I would love if you can maybe touch upon um, maybe the difference of the power and leadership that you are talking about and that you are passionate about and the power and leadership that we can currently see in a lot of the world leaders, in a lot of the... Yeah, and a lot of the uh, structures that we currently have in our civilization. Sure. Yeah, it's super important because power, power for some people is just even, even the word is triggering. Exactly. You know, yes. Like, yeah. So what I'm talking about is what I call true power. And true power is a frequency of source. And it's not dependent upon someone being in a particular position that somebody else has given them the permission to stand in. Right. 
the example I give sometimes is like, think of the journey of love that two people often, if they, if they journey deeply in relationship as a pathway, two people will often come to a point where they realize that love isn't something that they generate between them, but love is actually an all pervasive reality that their, that their relationship participates in. Mm. The same is true of power. Like power isn't something which is generated by a position. Power is a frequency of source. Like power is a quality of the one life. Power is already here. Like just like love is already here. Just like the intelligence of the one life that orders the cosmos in all of these extraordinary ways that it works, that's already here. That's not dependent upon scientists looking at it or finding it. They say it's not power isn't dependent upon putting someone in a suit and a tie and in a position of apparent you know, authority in some political building somewhere. Like power is already here. It's it's part of what we are. It's part of what vibrates through everything. You know, it's, it's said in Buddhism that there's an infinity of Buddha qualities that live through everything, right? And some, one of those qualities is love. Like there is an ecstatic love that mystics or people who go deep into their spiritual practice at a certain point realize is, is here already, you know, and it's our destiny, our invitation to live and wisdom, intelligence, you know, there's compassion power is one of these and my experience is like there's there's different types of beings and they have different destinies and they have different um typologies in a certain way and and some are more called to some of these and some more called to others so yeah just like in a relationship when two people are really disconnected from the reality that love is already all pervasive and their relationship participates in it rather than generates it they can get, we can get, I have gotten in all sorts of messes when we believe that our connection to that love is dependent upon the other person and how things go with that person, right? Mm -hmm. But the same is true with power. Like we get ourselves in a mess when we believe that power is dependent upon someone having it and other people not having it. And some people being in positions where they're given power by other people who claim to have it and are told they have it. And, and that's where we get into this whole thing of like, that's why power is triggering for, as a word for a lot of people, because when we're operating in that frequency where we're disconnected fundamentally from true power, yeah. then power becomes something that some people hoard and some people try and take back and some people want to go into rebellion and some people want to keep it and some people want to fight for it and some people don't even want to talk about it and some people are like you know let's the power itself is just bad right all of that in my view is a symptom of being disconnected from true power mm. because true power cannot be given it cannot be taken it's it's already here it's a quality of what we are and if you're in contact with that yeah it's a it's a different thing so that's the power i'm speaking about and that's what leadership has to be based in fundamentally because leadership for me leadership is really just about channeling power like so it's like and how do we do that and we have abundant examples in the world of where people and, and we ourselves in our own lives in certain ways channel power in ways which are not to our deepest dignity, you know? So that's yeah. the journey. Yeah, yeah. So I noticed, a few, I noticed a few questions, but one of them is like, if someone is listening now or watching now and they feel like curious about, oh, I would love to dive deeper into this true power. What do you feel are some of the important important aspects or ways to access more into that yeah okay so there's different levels of power as yeah. well right and one level of power that it's super important and it's good work for people to find their way into claiming back is their personal power right so it's like claiming back their ability to operate as a boundaried, self-connected, um, autonomous, individual, sovereign being, right? Yes. Hell yes, like that's important for all of us. Then there's like soul power in a certain way, right? And soul power for me comes from being aligned with and in, and in the flow of soul purpose. Like when we, um, when we are 
in the flow of and aligned with and expressing our soul purpose because we've been basically through a process of discovery and, and unfolding of what that is then we are empowered we are in power on a soul level in a certain way one way you could talk about that is like I used to do a bunch of purpose work and sometimes we talk about the difference between default purpose and authentic purpose. So default purpose comes from outside in. It's like, it's the stuff that we believe that we should be doing because people have told us we should do it, whether it's our family or our culture or whatever. I should be a dentist because I come from a family who's been generations of dentists or whatever, right? And I feel this is so alive on the planet. So many people are on this default purpose. Yeah, most people, most people but authentic purpose comes from within outwards. It's not because someone told me something or because I saw something in a movie or because my family's done a lot of stuff for a long time. It's like something has been revealed in me that wants to come out and it might be something totally different to you know what I've been told or it might be the same, You know, who knows? But it comes from within outwards. Yeah. So that's like soul power. But then for me, like deep root true power is the power of our spirit core and that's that's where we are a tear and opening to the presence of the one life to the one life that lives and breathes through everything and and that to open to that requires deep surrender there has to be that's that's a journey i love being on with people it's like there has to be a willingness to surrender even your identity to surrender um my temporary illusion that John really is at the center of things, you know, and actually kind of open to the one life that lives and vibrates and is roaring through everything, revealing itself and coming online with its will and its creativity and its ecstatic current through this life so that this life is fully lived. Mm. Um, and that's all they, all of these levels have the vulnerability journeys to go through and, um, yeah, so I'd say like those explorations are, are the ones that are important for power. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like 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 touching upon the one to go from default default purpose to sole purpose. I feel like one of the things required in there is courage because I feel like looking back at my shift from like really stepping into my soul purpose, yeah. it took some courage to really go there, you know, because it's scary. And it asks us also that asks for a big surrender into, into the unknown and, and trusting that something deeper will have your back. Something deeper will catch you. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, it's, I, I've come to perceive that, there's actually like a collective trauma that we all carry a piece of, which is around what's going to happen if I really step out to really bring what wants to come through me. And I, and I, and I give myself to that first, rather than what the tribe kind of, I believe the tribe expects of me. Yes. Like, am I going to get lynched? Am I going to, you know, and, and to be fair, there's a, there's an intelligence in that trauma because we have a few good examples of people who kind of stepped out to bring what wanted to come through them and it didn't go so well in the end, you know, for those people. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, though they, though they, you know, produce great change on the planet. And the way I describe it as well is like, um, to me, there's like, there's a whole uh, frequency of, of the earth field, right? That operates in harmony with itself, that operates in deep harmony, wisdom, intelligence, synchronicity, grace, yes, right? But then there's a whole frequency of the earth field that does not operate in harmony with itself at the mm -hmm. current time. And that's basically where the majority of human culture lives. And because it, it's not connected to that frequency of the earth field that does operate in harmony, people are on survival. Basically, the, it's the law of the jungle, basically, in that. So it's like all our, everything, our laws, our expectations of each other, our norms, they're all based on this is how you survive in a fundamentally disconnected world, right? Yeah. And the most apparently developed nations are nations who have the best systems of this is how you survive in a fundamentally disconnected world, right? But our souls already live in that frequency of the earth field that is in harmony with itself right so when we give ourselves to our soul we're making when i'm building the bridge i'm making the jump within myself from that part of me that 
lives in a disconnected world to that part of me that lives in a connected, grace-filled world, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm making a jump then into a part of me that's, that's part of an interconnected field of intelligence and synchronicity and grace and, and mm -hmm. purpose. But for people who don't know that exists and for parts of me that don't know that exists, yeah. they, can, they can be like, what are you doing? <laughs> that is a crazy <laughs> like that's a crazy thing that you're like yeah. that doesn't go anywhere it's like you know you're just jumping <laughs> off a cliff like yeah. why would you why would you give up these great ways that we can help you plug into survival in a disconnected world and do something so woo woo and crazy as like trying to jump off a cliff into something that doesn't exist yeah yeah however those of us who've made that jump and those parts of me that have made that jump know that the other side does exist. And actually it's a deeper safety that's there than even this, the kind of real world, disconnected world safety, because it, it's not the kind of safety where you can, where I can tell you, yeah, Nicole, I can tell you exactly what my paycheck's going to be in two years and you know how much I'm going to get paid and where I'm going to be working. It's not that type of safety, right? But I've learned in the 10 years I've been living how I live, I don't have the same assurances as that world in real world ways, but I have, as long as I live from my alignment, I'm supported and I'm in a continually unfolding process of, of grace and interconnection and meeting exactly the right people at the right yeah. time that open up yeah. opportunities and like meeting you. And, you know, so it's like, yeah, that's, that's what's possible in that vulnerable but courageous surrendered transition into soul purpose which is scary but also mm -hmm. has you enter an entirely different frequency of life and what's possible yes yeah and my experience also that it's a gradual process right i love how you say like when you make the jump and when parts of me make the jump because yeah. i feel like the first step for me was almost like a decision yeah. a decision to trust in something deeper yeah. and then after that decision there were all these parts of me that were still like oh hell no <laughs> you know i'm not gonna go there mm -hmm. so i feel like that that i think for me and for most people it's a, a gradual process of landing of rooting deeper in soul and, and rooting deeper in a trust uh, that something deeper is guiding us mm -hmm. and um, i would say for me also what was really important that in that was community like having people around me that that knew that that was true, you know, that and that would really strengthen my my surrender and my trust in that deeper intelligence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think for everyone, it's a step by step process and stage yeah. by stage process. And I think that's that's like part of the intelligence of it in a certain way as well, because it's there's a compassion to that, which is like okay, just piece by piece, step by step, you know, yeah. life is kind of ushering, but there's also a fierceness to it in a certain way, because on the other side, once you've, once you've made that jump with certain parts of you, life and basically your soul, my soul will ask for more. Yes. <laughs> and, and more. Yes. And more and more till it's all, all the way through more and more and more. And for me, it's like, it will, that whole process straddles, like it will ask for, first of all, it'll ask for your commitment, you know, it'll ask for your commitment. And then it will ask for your sense of direction in life. And it will ask for more of your time and your energy. But over time, it will ask for your heart. Mm -hmm. And it will ask for your consciousness. It will ask for, um, your personal healing journey. It will ask for the transformation of your relationships. It will ask for your tr the transformation of your relationship yeah. to home, to community, to land. You know, it will ask for, you know, all of your trauma, like to be, to be offered into a process of deep healing. And it will ask for your money eventually, you know, like, and it will, and all of these, all of these steps take us deeper and deeper and deeper into basically parts of us that more and more strongly and instinctually don't believe that love is real mm. like, and don't yeah. believe that soul is real and um, that are heavily interwired into the kind of the disconnected 
survival's just all we've got kind of paradigm on on more and more animal levels and you know and that's that that's where there's kind of deep shifts possible in the path and deep um deep healing that can happen more and more of the way through that these parts of us surrender and learn to open into the fact that this has always been a sacred earth this has always been a sacred life there's always been love has always been here soul has always been here and we have a choice and thankfully life is compassionate and in its fierceness and in, in how this the steps where we make that choice yeah. yeah beautiful and i also feel like i sometimes get comments that people will tell me like yeah but you are like you don't have any children or you don't have any like responsibility so you can do it but actually you you have a family you have a son and i i do feel i don't feel we have to go very very deep into the direction of, of but i do feel i would love to hear your experience of how the deeper intelligence also moves through you in connection to family and being a parent yeah i mean i'm i'm passionate about our family being based in soul mm. like, i'm passionate about that you know i mean who of us was truly welcomed in as the soul that we are you know in coming into this life i've come to perceive very clearly from the purpose work the soul work the trauma work that i've done with myself and many other people that the degree to which we were not welcomed in as a soul is the degree of trauma that we carry mm. because we are souls it's who we are and the degree to which we come into a world that doesn't see that and doesn't welcome that is the degree of of at least the beginning of the trauma that we carry mm. so i'm passionate about like i mean for me it's part of the soul all the way through journey that um yeah if we can do family in that way and if i can relate to my son in that way from the beginning like i was actually getting i got super excited this morning because um so <laughs> um his mother came in she was sleeping she came into the room and he and i were watching spoken word rap right spoken word <laughs> hip-hop yeah i was showing him this artist she was like okay you guys are you know you chose to do that this morning and I was like I am like excited about the possibility that like there's so much we can show him like he has destiny seeds of his soul like ready to go right and I'm like super excited to like show him this thing or show him that thing or that we find out I don't we have this experience and something just is like sparked in him because that's what he's supposed to be doing or at least that's what he's supposed to be learning or unfolding in himself at that stage of his path like so yeah like i i'm passionate to relate to him that way and excited to relate to him that way and i hope to god we increasingly relate to children that way and i think mm. we've got to relate to children that way and, and let them be children of course and go through couple of decades at least of just personality unfolding and development and so on so they have that and but also those soul seeds are mm -hmm. there in all of us from the beginning and they can be supported yeah beautiful i love to see you light up when you share about your son and your family yeah, yeah beautiful yeah i notice it relaxes me also because i can sometimes have like oh my god <laughs> this feeling around becoming a parent so i feel like um yeah it's beautiful to hear you about this i feel yeah. it's, it's important also to have um people parent in this way yeah yeah and i i every parent out there will be on the same page with me when i also acknowledge it's so hard <laughs> <laughs> so hard and it's like exhausting and tiring and like my friends before I became a parent who were already parents they said to me like it's the most wonderful thing and it's the hardest thing I've ever done mm. I totally get it it's like it's so it's so hard it's all consuming it's an acid trip that never ends <laughs> but it's but it's amazing at the same time and there was a teaching that I read once where some like really profound kind of masters said something like there's no, there's no better sphere of training 
than you know just the day-to-day of Mm -hmm. family and being tired together and and working out how you still stay in alignment and you know moving the feelings that you move need to move with each other and you know and my commitment like I feel like I, I had a kind of little initiation from my soul into fatherhood before he was born and my commitment in that was like I, I can't commit to always totally being in alignment I'm, I'm not there yet but what I can commit to is, is I will always come back to love mm. I'll always come back to love with him I will do everything in my power to come back to love with him if we ever fall out of love in any way you know and so yeah it's a and I can feel, I've seen parents as well, as far as the soul journey is concerned, we initiate our children, but our children also initiate us. Mm. You know, I've, I've seen, um, they are a force in our life, even before they're born, which turns things on in us. Like I have, I have a kind of energy in my body that I never had before he was born. Like I never would have been able to survive the amount of sleep that I've lived on for the last year and a half (laughs) on the energy reserves that I had before he was born. Something got switched on. I've heard other parents say the same thing, but something on a purpose that will get switched on as well. Like I've seen that with other parents and some of my friends and yeah, like there's a drive there's a fire, another level that comes online that is, um, yeah, that I've found parent, parenthood has brought me. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So I noticed like here, here in Amsterdam, we are in a full lockdown that got lengthened for another, I don't know how many weeks. And I just noticed the part where you said like, when you become a parent, there was this initiation happening. And I've heard you speak also about like the, the global, the global crisis also being an opportunity for global initiation. And yeah, can you share a bit about that? Like, I feel like a lot of people are afraid um, in, in this, in these lockdowns or they, or they do feel like it can be some kind of initiation, but they may be not sure how. So can you, can you share a bit on that as well? Yeah, sure. So, so for me, I'll just be transparent and raw. Like for me, it is, this is that like and I think there's something which is a gift for there's a there's a certain pattern to the spiritual path right that even though your version of it is different to my version of it and yeah we have our different surface features there's there's an underlying structure to it which is actually very similar like um and it's shared there's certain stages and processes and things we're asked to face and and integrate and work with which are shared between us and um yeah for those people who've been through it's very it's very common for individuals to go through stages of the path where we are brought to our knees yeah and yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) got it yeah no no you're talking about john and like, so I, I have a friend, he says, you know, everyone's first teacher is suffering. Mm. Yeah. Like it's, it's through crisis that we are brought to our souls and all that we are willing to listen to that quiet voice that's probably always been there, but we've been too busy to, to spend time with and we've been more interested in the other stuff. So it's, I, I used to really struggle. I didn't want to accept this reality for a long time, but I, I came to accept it at a certain point, which is that most people come to their soul through pain. Mm. And um, whether it's a health issue or whether it's emotional pain or with some kind of loss or whatever it is, like pain takes us deeper. Pain has us willing to look at things we weren't willing to look at before pain has us willing to put on the table to negotiate stuff we weren't willing to negotiate before because we're actually quite happy to just do our personality thing thanks right so those of us as individuals who've been through that process and know its fruit then that we know that even when we were in it it felt scary and is this really, is this really something sacred and intelligent that's happening or am I just falling off here? Like, is there, is this just something going bad? You know, like, even though that might have been the case in certain parts of us, 
once you've been through that once, or even once you've been through cycles like that twice, or even three times, yeah. you, you get, you kind of get it. Like you get that this is a way life works and it's not so scary anymore. And you get what's being invited of you and you get that this is an initiatory process that, yeah. um, that will take you deeper and probably will be uncomfortable in various ways, but you will be freer, more embodied, more connected to who you truly are, more in harmony with life, more aligned with who you truly are and living that than you were before. For those of us who've been through something like that, it's in my view quite easy to see that that's what the collective is having the opportunity to go through now, right? If, to me, it feels like the, the Earth's alarm clock is ringing, right? Like we've, we've had enough time to do what we've been doing and to take forward a society that, yes, has brought a deeper quality of life and, you know, greater opportunities to, to survive in a fundamentally disconnected world like then in then in recorded history and we should be like legitimately grateful for that and time's up like that whole kind of doing it on the basis of exploiting each other in the earth thing time's up like doing it on the basis of being fundamentally disconnected from our hearts and with each other time's up mm-hmm. like doing it on the basis of doing you know being fundamentally disconnected from the truth of who we are as souls time's up like so that's what i perceive and i think for the the collective is having that same experience that those individuals who've been through this process already have when they're in it which is like is this something meaningful and gonna lead to somewhere good or is everything just going super bad i don't quite know shit i'm scared you know um but yeah i i feel very clearly that this is this is a hugely important, incredibly valuable, deeply tragic in many ways and full of grief. Like, I don't mean to, you know, gloss over the loss that people will be experiencing. I have friends who've lost family members in this process. It's like, it's, that's not to be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. But I also do, I, I feel like I can hold both, that it's it's tragic and full of grief in many ways and and I can, like, my heart, like, breaks when I, like, I read a story the other day of another person talking about their grandparent who's just been kept by themselves yeah. you know, in a hospital or being kept by themselves in their nursing home or whatever. And just, like, it's, it's heartbreaking to kind of imagine so many people in that circumstance and just, like, oh, I, you know, and... And I also feel for the collective, it is, this is something which is gonna open our hearts to each other in a deeper way and, and have us willing to let go of things it's important for us to let go of and, and open to each other and, and change the way we do things in a bunch of ways. So it is, so we are more living from, what, from, from what's truly important and who we truly are. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like for the ones who are listening and viewing, if you, if for the ones who are more rooted in soul already, they feel like, okay, I feel quite on purpose. I feel like I'm receiving this, this global situation as a gift. And I, I have already a sense of how to unpack that. Um, Cause I noticed this in me in moments that I feel like, am I, am I doing enough? This is the question that I can sometimes notice in myself, you know, where I feel like I am like following my resonance. I follow that guidance in each moment. And still I can sometimes feel, is this enough? And I feel curious, like um, how that is for you. And also, yeah, what do you have to say on that? Yeah, I think it's a super rich, um, it's a super rich question. I think no one can know but you. Um, and it's a really fertile place to feel like what is that, that, that truly right and aligned space between I'm not really showing up with what I know is right and I'm actually taking on too much responsibility in a way that sets things a bit out of whack. Mm. Like, and 
people will have different tendencies at different stages of their path. Some people might be more in the, actually, if I really did listen to that deep voice in me, I would be stepping up and stepping in a bit more. Mm. Um, and certain other people um, might be more on the lines of like, oh my God, it's all up to me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually call it either inferior to your flow or, or superior. Yeah, 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 yeah. Either holding back and doubting or like yeah. trying to push and make it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I, I know for myself, like I went through a whole thing some years ago where I, life strongly taught me the lessons of not trying to take too much responsibility and that actually that has a certain that's really based on fear and distrust as mm -hmm. much as not taking enough responsibility is based on fear and distrust yeah. like what i had to learn in that process was that my tendency to take try and take too much responsibility meant that it was coming from a place where i didn't really trust my brothers and my sisters to also show up mm. like and i didn't really trust life in a certain mm. way and i and i took too much on myself in that and i something was out of whack and my body deeply suffered because of it so mm. i went through some very intense health processes which also just part of the path and certain, certain parts yeah. of it, I believe. So, but I know there was something there that I learned around um, finding that place where from, from trust and from a sense of connection to the community, like it's, it's a wonderful, truthful reality that there are, there's a huge number of soul surrendered soul dedicated on like purpose online people on the planet who are giving themselves what wants to come through them in service and and the unfolding of a new culture yeah we're not alone you know and it's what i really had to come to with that was like that we hold this together mm. you know the, the the covenant the agreement that we have is that we hold this together and, and if we do hold it together we can do this and because it's not my role to hold what you're holding and it's not your role to hold what I'm holding, you know, and it's, but, and I couldn't do what you were doing and you couldn't do what I was doing. It's, it would set us out of whack and we'd lose energy and things would just not quite work in the same way, you know, but if each of us is just supported to find our place and that's, to me, that's one of the things that purpose really does. Like purpose is a living energy. Purpose is part of the life force that lives within us, right? I call purpose, purpose is like the eros of the soul for me. It's like, mm -hmm. it's what turns your soul on, right? I love that. It has like, purpose has a self-organizing quality to it. It puts you in your place. Yeah. So that's why I've always been like, okay, well, my focus is how do I, how do I support as many people to be online in their purpose as possible because I trust when that's when that's the case, they'll find their place and they don't need me to tell them their place and they don't need you to tell them their place. Like yeah. then we can start to have a ripple, a wave of that moving through more and more people. And and then we can really hold this whole process together. So yeah, I love yeah, that. So each of us will have that. It's like we have to be very honest with ourselves about like where's that place where I'm, I am, I'm really showing up for what's right. And I'm also coming from trust rather than fear. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we've, we've been speaking quite a bit now on like that shift from the personal to the soul and really anchoring deeper in the stability and rooting deeper in this in living from soul. Um, but at the beginning, you were also naming the different levels. So I, I know you're very passionate about anchoring deeper into spirit. And, and maybe you can share a bit about that shift from for the ones also who feel more anchored in soul already, just to have a sense with what you mean when you talk about being more anchored in spirit and that next evolution. Yeah, I realize that some people use these terms in the same way. Some people even talk about soul and spirit as the same thing. So if I just basically say like, for me, soul is, um, soul is the deep kind of spiritual entity that you are really, that's deeper than your mental, emotional and physical conditioning. Like, you know, you've inherited a body, like I've inherited a body as, as I've come to this life and, and both from my own path, but also from my ancestors and from my parents and from, you know, from my culture, it has a bunch of wiring 
you know, and it it likes this and doesn't like that and gets pissed at this situation and you know whatever. Like that's that's part of the conditioning of this thing and likes this food or whatever. Like who I am is deeper than that as a soul. Like who I am is the I'm the journeying being that's operating through this thing. Like and hopefully coming to more and more alignment and, and harmony with it. You know? Yeah. But there's still a sense of even in soul, there's still a sense of this being and that being. Mm. Right? Whereas spirit is the one life. Like spirit is the one ecstatic pulse of life, which is deeper than me and you. It's deeper than an individual I. It's it is it's the one life that lives and breathes through everything. And yeah, like the journey from just like there's a great powerful courageous vulnerable journey from kind of our personal self into our soul there's a there's an equally so another version of that from soul into spirit and it's profoundly vulnerable and exhilarating in a certain way because it's the way i so the way i know when i'm in contact with people who are a yes to that journey is what i call it's like their thanatos switch has gone like the Thanatos switch in their soul. Like Freud talked about Thanatos as the death drive. Like you talked about Eros and Thanatos. Eros was like the life drive and Thanatos was like the death drive. And actually it's both. When people are really, when people are ready for this, when they want this, it's not just the Eros switch, but it's the Thanatos switch has gone as well. And this is like something in them is hungry for their own end. And I don't mean the end of their physical body. I mean the end of this individual separate self experience that perceives itself to be at the center of things. It's like, that's a fantastic, wonderful journey that we get to go on. And it's also the way I describe it. It's a chrysalis for God. It's a cocoon for God. It's like, there's something deeper that's, that's unfolding a vehicle, that's unfolding something that can take the full force of the one life and it's and the unfoldment of an individual self and its preferences and path and even its soul and even its sole purpose right is a journey and it's a phase of the journey mm. which is a step towards something else mm -hmm. even the soul has i feel even the soul on some layers has preference yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like we, we've had our soul paths and if you get esoteric with it, we've had our soul incarnations and we've had our soul tendencies. And yes. my view is that actually souls, even up until a certain stage of the path, experience themselves a bit more on the masculine side or a bit more on the feminine side or a bit more on the light side or a bit more on the, on the, on the matter side. And, you know, there's, there's tendencies like this, but that's not the one life. Like the one life does have different frequencies as a power frequency some are more on the love frequency some are more on the intelligence and abundance side but it's it's there's not uh there's not john is not driving that right mm -hmm. it's yeah it's the ecstatic current of life itself and and there's a profound journey of deepening into that because you start to realize when that starts to come online in you you realize it has will like this isn't just, yeah, this isn't just a peaceful armchair to sit in as you watch it all unfold. It's like, yeah. this life has will, like it, it wants to open itself to itself. It wants to, it, it wants to activate itself with more power, with more love. It wants to remember itself and vibrate with itself through everything. Yeah. And the death drive is such that, you know, there's two types of people in my experience who show up with that. And one is like, they, they want it because they just want out of the suffering. Like they just like, actually, I've heard you, I heard you got a doorway out, John. And you know, like if, if you can help me out with that, that'd be great. Thanks. Cause this is really hard. Right. That, that, that one doesn't work out quite so well, but the authentic one is like, I know there is more life. I know there is a life more exhilarating and full than anything that I could touch on this side of that death, on the other side of it, like on the other side of jumping and giving myself to that and surrendering myself into being radically penetrated and opened by a life that is the core of what I truly am and having, having the 
the essence of my being remembering itself as that which is holding and penetrating everything right now, vibrating in ecstasy through everything right now, and just wanting to amplify more of itself through everything right now. There is a life more exhilarating than anything I could know if I did not give myself into that death. So that, like, that's the... <laughs> the opportunity of that of that path and and we're ready for we're ready for what we're ready for you know and and um and every stage of the journey is is good yeah yeah beautiful i feel like like personally if i look at my life it, it really asks me to release that that will of my own like even very, very simple example, I had a, a collaboration with someone planned this year and it's work that deeply resonates with me, you know, it's work that is also deeply aligned with my sole purpose and yet something deeper said no, something deeper said no. And I didn't know what was my yes, but I only knew that this was no. And so it, it, it asks for another part of me to, for a deeper part of my will to die and to to yeah. trust again in something deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'd actually say like that's a, what you describe as a fundamental way that that spirit current opens. Like I know for myself, it's been like one of the most powerful practices I've had is like, a, it's a, like an act of will in myself. Like I surrender to that and I will not move for anything else. Mm. there's anything else that shows up in my path and in my life opportunities that come that is anything less than that no you know and I find you kind of enter into like this mating dance with the universe in it in a certain way where it's like you know what I've experienced is like if I if I really hold that and it's been my work over the last years if I hold that then the universe will bring me something and be like what about this <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of like 60% aligned or something or 70% aligned I'm like no yeah <laughs> and then the universe show went, what about this and it's like 80% aligned <laughs> yeah no you know and then I'm like what about this like and it's kind of like 90% aligned it's like it's like a testing process right yeah. but my experience of this is it's it's a it's such an extraordinary path it's like it asks for all of you Yes. And if you're, if you're in 40%, you will be met 40%. Yes. Right. But if you're in 100%, you'll be met 100%. Yeah. And that's a test, right? Just that in there. It's like, because, and, and that, the test is managing fear mm. fundamentally, because like it's asking, you know, okay, well, what happens in me if I'm willing to put everything, if I'm willing to give everything? all my trust to this thing, which is wanting to radically emerge within me, but it's still in a beginning process. And, you know, it's, it's just like I said earlier, the, the transition from a disconnected world to a connected world. This is the transition from the connected world to, to the radically divine one that's already here, you know? And it's mm -hmm. like, and there are parts of us that are like, hell yeah. But then there's also like parts of us that are like, oh my God, no, like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. what does that even mean like you know what is that going to ask of me and yeah. that's some of the work that I do with people in Shambhala school it's like how do how do you how do you um work with your yes and your no and actually welcome both because they both have deep wisdom mm. yeah. beautiful yeah so the final the final question I feel is what what do you feel the world would look like if we would all live from this one life from this one intelligence and maybe it's some flavors because maybe we cannot even see what the world would look like but what are some flavors that you can sense in there yeah with the openness for that to it to change and evolve over time as well so i mean first of all i'd say that my mind has no idea like <laughs> and my heart um, and my soul my heart and my soul know that there's just one here like my heart and my soul know that there is one presence and one life that is of a profound unspeakable level of holiness that is the root source of life and beingness through everything and 
and I know, and I can feel that it would be a culture where we where that where we see that in each other's eyes, like where where that is what meets itself, and you know when we put our bodies together, where we have systems that amplify the transmission and intelligence and power and love of that through the way that we relate to the earth and the way that we relate to each other I, and beyond that i don't know i think you know what what this is for me is that um <clears throat> when you start to get into that area it's like the way i put it is um there is a there is a purpose that in my experience, this earth is for, is here for, that is on the other side of us establishing what so far have been the most utopian visions for a society that most human beings have dared dream of, mm. right? So most of us through time, the most utopian visions that we've had for our world are basically that we just live in harmony with each other and the earth like that we're just not violent towards each other in the earth, right? Well, on a planetary level, that's basically just the same as having a reasonably integrated personality, right? On, on an individual level, but on an individual level, we know like that isn't the end of the path. Like there's a lot more that's like, that's a great foundation for a lot more. That, one, that as long as we're really, really just in personal development, we can't even imagine like the, the beauty and the profundity and the beauty and the, like the glory and the intelligence and the wisdom and the compassion and the ecstasy and the love that even just soul is waiting to you know open the door for into our lives right mm -hmm. I sit like at times I sit like I I just I sit and open myself to the to the profound sacredness that just being sat in my soul allows me to experience vibrating in the room I'm in with the bodies I'm with, like with their hearts beating and, you know, and I, I feel my privilege, like I feel my profound privilege that this is not, this is not strange to me, you know, and yet in earlier stages of my life, when I felt profoundly alone or depressed or afraid or, you know, like disconnected, and some, if somebody would have told me, you know, like there will come a day, John, where you can just open the door within yourself and you and you experience the most sublime love just vibrating through the fields that you're a part of as a normal part of your experience in which everything is always safe you know i don't know what my reaction would have been right but the most utopian visions that we have so far for me, they're just the beginning. That's like a basically integrated planetary personality that is more and more soul connected. On the basis of that, to be honest, my true, my true knowing is that there's a cosmic destiny that waits for us that we haven't even begun to imagine yet. Mm. Like, that we have a role in something much, much bigger than us just sorting our shit out together you know on a planet like that there's something so much faster that awaits us on the other side of of this initiation mm. yeah. and the ones that will follow it yeah thank you so much sure. yeah thank I you. Feel, uh, yeah i really love the the words you've shared today and the energy that you've shared with all of us today and if people feel if people are inspired by you and they would like to know more about you and your work where can they find you mm. um they can find um they can find me at this i have a website called uh, leadership one so i, I think it's leadership one.com maybe we can put links yeah, to this yeah. Yeah, um, there's also i have a website awakening in eden dot life awakening in eden the life or one word there's also shambhala school shambhala school.org um and there's the facebook groups for leadership one and also for shambhala school and that's shambhala school global so 
yeah, you can find me there. And um, yeah, pleasure to be with you, Nicole. Thank you for this time. It's been, it's, it's good to go deeper in the field that we have with each other and get to feel that more. And yeah, and I, I really appreciate what you are holding with this for the people that connect to your work. Thank you for being here. You can learn more about Nicole and women of ancient futures by downloading her free meditation, Melting into Your Most Free and Alive Self, on her website, womenofancientfutures.com. This meditation guides you into a meeting with a parallel version of you that is already deeply embodying her core qualities and can offer a transmission on the next evolution of who you are becoming. So, if you want to receive a powerful guided meditation to connect to your most free and alive self, receive inspiration, support and guidance from her, and return to a deep connection with the potential that lives inside of you, go to womenofancientfutures.com and get direct access to this welcome gift.